It took me 24 hours to get to where I was able to record this, and I was thinking about it for a lot longer prior to that, and it didn't take me 24 hours of actual work or, or to do or start and stop, but I stalled and delayed out of fear and out of uncertainty and out of feeling uh, out of place and like I had no position to speak into what's going on right now and just a bunch of untrue, unnecessary shit. I was laying on my bed last night at about about uh, 8 p.m. just in the dark by myself on top of the covers staring at the ceiling um, having some free time in the evening after our daughter went to bed and the immediate first thing that occurred to me to do was to come record a texture episode because of just not even a it's almost not even that it's just I wanted to come talk and put something out as a sort of general vibration of hope and kindness in this weird, frightening time that we're in in the world. And uh, just laid there on my bed, second-guessing myself. Um, yeah, and, and ultimately didn't do it. I played Nintendo for a little bit and felt shitty about that and, and then read a book for a little bit and went to bed. And... <laughs> There's a there's a heightened uncertainty right now because the world just feels so strange apart from the um, sort of like nuts and bolts actual tragedy of it. The people who are sick, the, the people who um, are working in healthcare, the people who are presently suffering the most around the world. That is obviously um, frightening and difficult and None, none of us want this. None of us uh, wanted this or, or expected this ultimately or, or asked for this. But there's also this uh, very uncomfortable, strange to navigate position of just being at home all the time. And um, perhaps along with that, having lost a job. And if, if you're a parent being at home with your kids and probably inevitably reading a lot of news or looking at social media or watching YouTube clips of various news outlets and the latest just keeping on top of what is coming out. It feels like a um, alternate reality. It feels like a dream. It feels like how did life get to this in two weeks? I mean, life for us, I know it's been building for a while in other countries. Um, what the fuck happened to the way we were just living is the sort of sensation that I think can come with this or that I'll just say is coming with this for me. There is just a sort of ghost-like quality when you go outside now, uh, you know, social distancing acknowledged, just going out for a hike or a walk or walking around the block to just be outside, to be outside of your home for a little bit. And, um, you know, people on paths sort of take these extra wide berths around you. And I mean, rightfully so, I suppose, but it, there's something uh, even f more deeply distancing about it than just the social or physical part. There's the, There's something that feels like a like we don't trust each other right now. It feels like uh, there's so much fear and strangeness and new territory and uncertainty 
that even the people who are presumably well, who are strangers, um, perhaps we don't trust them or we're just a little unsure and there's this there's this weird gigantic white elephant in the room of like hey everybody we all know about this but um at least when you're out in the world there's a lack of acknowledgement of that strangely you know i had to i had to go to natural groceries yesterday and i had to venture to costco as well and not to hoard um just because we needed food and um, obviously been trying to stay at home pretty much 24-7. Emmy and I, neither of us have to go to offices, um, thankfully, and they would be closed by now anyway if we did. But anyway, going out in the world, and I, and I was wearing gloves and a mask that Emmy had previously, like the, some fancy cloth uh, thing with a, it doesn't matter. We already had a mask. I didn't go rob a hospital or something for it, okay? And it's a special one from Amazon. But I, so I'm in natural grocers. I'm wearing my gloves and my mask, and get and dozens of people are not wearing anything. Just no gloves, touching stuff. Um, you know, chatting it up with each other, and uh, basically kind of going about as business as usual. And I'm I'm getting strange looks, even in the midst of all this you know, in the midst of all that is going on and how, how gigantic a thing gloves and masks and hand sanitizer and toilet paper have been. I'm still getting weird looks on, on March 29th. Um, as if, uh, as if that isn't like a, a necessary or, or worthy precaution anyway. And that, that doesn't bother me to get weird looks, but it just occurred to me, okay, wow, not everybody's reading the same things. Not everyone is equally informed, and, and maybe that should be obvious. But yeah, and, and I don't think, I'm not saying that there's value in uh, utmost panic, in, in uh, going overboard, but I think there is a healthy level of precaution that can and should be taken, and that if you're listening to certain sources, uh, including healthcare workers and the CDC, they're kind of saying like, please, for God's sake, social distance, wash your hands, wear a mask if you can, do not leave your house unless you have to. And uh, apparently, there's still many, many people who are even at this point, just kind of brushing that off. And that feels pretty bad. That that feels negligent, and that feels ignorant. And that feels like, um, these people are contributing to a very serious problem. Um, if you believe, as I do, that uh, the coronavirus can stay in your body for as much as two weeks before you show any symptoms and that you can carry it and spread it during that time, meanwhile, you feel fine. And um, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. It's it's hard to, to know. There's so little true information about this, really, as, as far as lab testing and there, this virus as an entity, there's still very little we know about it. It's still way too new to know hard and fast facts. But it does seem that there would be a wisdom in acting as if it could be as bad as they say, acting as if um, it's possible that you're infecting people when you feel fine. And having enough self-respect and respect for other humans to at least consider and be like, okay, even if that is some degree of a chance, 
then it is worth taking every precaution. And yet you have to have grace, I think, and patience for for the fact that that not everyone is reading the same information. Um, and even the fact that who knows what information we're getting is accurate from the news or from Twitter or from whoever it is. Um, not necessarily people are, are maliciously lying, but just that I have no doubt there's a lot of misinformation, clearly. And so it, it is, that's a big jumbled ball of yarn to untangle. That's a big nuanced, complicated mess to look at and know how to live from here forward. And I, all, I, I know all of us were doing really great, right, before the coronavirus. Um, you know, had your finances in order, your mental health was stable and secure, and you felt good and confident about who you are and what you're doing in the world and the various uh, mechanisms that are happening in our country and in the world at large. And uh, I'm sure you are on great terms with your family, no issues there, you know, your marriage is thriving or your relationship is thriving and, and your kids, you, you know, you feel like a, if you have them, feel like a good, solid parent, you know, I'm sure all those things were nice and neat and, and that you were feeling fulfilled in your job and, and sort of like generally at peace as a human being. Uh, but then this hits. And we go into this bizarre Twilight Zone episode of an existence that is uh, just extending out longer and longer. And we are being forced into these relatively locked capsules of our home with only our family, if any, or roommates, if any, or just ourselves and our thoughts and social media and the news creating this like a simmering pot that's that's got like a, a lid sealed on it and maybe there's a tiny little hole where steam can escape or maybe it's completely sealed and that's kind of been us in our houses perhaps whether or not how concerned you are about the coronavirus and its future just the actual fact that you're stuck at home with people or by yourself and those can be equally daunting, depending what kind of personality you have. And it's hard to know how to navigate in that. It's hard to know how to stay present. It's hard to know how to have peace, how to relax, how to be calm, how to enjoy anything when there is like this looming presence in one's subconscious where you almost can't look at or read or absorb anything without without that just being in the corner of your mind all the time like oh yeah the virus oh yeah we're stuck at home i find myself doing that or, ha or have found myself while trying to read a novel or trying to just watch a movie and all these people who are saying that they're catching up on shows and like tweeting out a giant movie watch list or something all those people you must not have kids you must not have children if this to you is like a little vacation where you're catching up on shows. I mean, good for you, I, I guess. I hope that's enjoyable. But um, be kind and reach out to the people you know who have children, who have, who have little kids, who are still at home. 
um, and just, I don't know, invite them to FaceTime or to Zoom or to just call them on the phone and make sure they're okay. Because I'm going to venture to guess they're losing their fucking minds a little bit. Maybe not all the time. Yeah, reach out to your friends who have kids. Because this is really rough. Um, And for the cities and states that are putting schoolwork on top of that, my God. What a horrible combination. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's a there's a strange tension there where it's like, of course, I, I love my child dearly so much. There have been incredibly precious moments with her. Um, and I'm not talking about the little glass figures and coloring books from the 90s and 80s, which always seemed kind of scary to me and depressing and sad. Um... I'm talking about precious moments with my child. There's plenty of those, but there are many, many hours in between that are just regular life, a lot like the rest of regular life. There are tantrums and meltdowns. She's tired of being inside. Um, I am tired of playing, you know, United States bingo and doing some dumbass pinkalicious puzzle that that I've seen so many times I can do it blind, you know, do it blindfolded. Um, that's, and that's just, I, I don't think I'm being an asshole. That's just, it's freaking hard to be a parent. It's hard to be present and uh, it's hard to enjoy them sometimes because we just get sick of being around them. Perhaps we get sick of being around anyone, I would say for long enough. And it's been long enough. So what a curious combination when perhaps as I was being facetious, your life before this was likely not put together, or at the very least, there was something in it that was troubling you, that you were working on, that you were wrestling with, that you were trying to figure out, that was a point of stress or anger or fear or anxiety or depression. And we all have that in varying degrees. And then to just get this extra thing thrown on, it's kind of a perfect storm of like uh mental health really taking a hit i don't think i've said anything here that you don't know and that you're not aware of i'm I'm sort of part of recording this is just being able to vent a little bit and being able to try to organize my own thoughts about this i don't know i don't want to be doom and gloom but i do believe that this could last for quite a long time we can't sustain how things are right now for that long. A lot of people can't even sustain this two weeks. And I, man, I feel for you and am so sorry for that position that you were in to have the rug yanked out, whether you lost your job or got furloughed indefinitely or had things put on hold. I don't know. There's so many, so many people I know in that position. And I, I just, I can't imagine very well uh, how terrible that must feel. And it's been said, but we were so socially isolated as it is. Um, for years, social media has been contributing to, or, or just the internet and the, and the immediacy of knowledge and, and news and finding out about terrible things that we never knew before. Even before all this shit went down, um, those things have contributed hugely, I think, to a decline in mental health in this country in particular. Um, that using our phones all the time, 
and seeing other people's lives presented as perhaps in a way that looks better than ours, just those two things alone not don't have a good long-term effect. And that's been pretty clear. I think it has also thrown us into something that we haven't fully figured out how to use in a healthy way. So all that's going on and then this. It's just hard to know how to be and there is even a deficiency in not being able to physically be with people and be around them and even uh, have physical touch. To not be able to shake somebody's hand, uh, give a hug, um, put your hand on someone's shoulder, like in an affirming way, we need touch a lot for our mental health. Uh, I really believe that, and this, and and we need interaction. You know, we need to be able to look people in the, in the eyes and and laugh together and talk about things and and f- see and feel, uh, you know, body language and just even even the uh like auras that you bounce off of even the even just the sensation of being around other humans i think is valuable and that's missing now and that creates just a big gap that is like what do we what do we do with this i've have felt in such a completely paralyzed place with all this i mean i was barely doing it before this but just just feel in such a paralyzed place with work or even being able to have joy and presence the the very things i was talking about earlier um this is as much for me as it is trying to to do something useful or helpful and just sort of acknowledge the temperature of where I feel like things are at. And because I, I haven't been able to hard, hardly do a goddamn thing. Um, and that feels really bad. And I think that my, my particular situation is such that um, I don't know if there is a future for what I was doing prior to all this that would be the same for my wife's job and I know a lot of people I know a lot of people are there whether whether you are a creative freelancer or um, had a job and your industry might be seriously in jeopardy or already closed because of this you know I feel like I just feel like so many of us must be misplaced right now and I think a huge identity question comes along with that because we're so used to identifying with our job, with what we do to make a living or the, or the creative thing that somehow ended up you know, making money and became a sustainable career. If that starts to go away, who are we then? And if all this shit is up in the air with the world and our thing that we used to do that was useful and that had value and that was able to be sold for money uh that that gave us an income if those things are in question then what do we do who are we and how do we use our time well and how do we have a sense of purpose in life and a sense of meaning as a human being 
Um, and while I think those are very good questions and necessary questions, I think those are questions that every person is going to have to reckon with in their life at some point, whether they want to or not. Some people come to it very late, others earlier. And what I mean by that is I think we reach a point if we're paying attention where we do realize like, hey, the shit that I put my identity in, in the first 30 or 40 or 50 years of life is by the time we age, it's like kind of fucking meaningless. Um, and a lot of people perhaps never realize that. But it's just like, man, we're more than our job titles. We're more than making money or achieving status or associating with something that makes us feel like we're important. We are important and we are valuable, but it doesn't have anything to do with that. And so, if anything, could right now, as painful and strange and difficult and uncertain and day by day as it is, could we ask those questions and find a healthy answer and find meaning and purpose and a position in which we can actually help others in our circles and I don't know, find something really beautiful and necessary through all of this shit that is getting stirred up because it's easy to want just everything to go back to normal. I just want, I, I just need to make a paycheck again. I need to be able to pay rent. I need to be able to get groceries and that the immediacy of that need is, is substantial and that's real. But in the midst of that, instead of, instead of reading a bunch of super dark, cynical memes online that are, that are mostly maybe, um, pretty accurate or true. There's, there's a, there's a, um, part of me that is able to be very cynical about all this and, and think it's going to get very bad. Um, and a lot of people are going to die. Some of our grandparents are going to die. Some of us are going to die. Um, our siblings, our parents, our, our dear friends, celebrities that we love or musicians or actors or direct. Anyway, just, I think up to, to a degree, it is healthy to recognize that on some level that is true. Um, more people are going to die. We are not out of this yet. And I don't think there needs to be a fear in acknowledging that it, it feels better to, to acknowledge the truth than to hide from it and pretend like this is going to blow over very fast. So this, as much as I am not even doing this well myself, want this to be a period of taking good care of my body and mind and taking good care of my family and being present with them. And as I'm able care for friends, even if that is not in a, a physical quote unquote tangible way, but I don't know. And maybe letting go of, of some of what is happening and in, in the world at large that we can't do anything about. I'm not saying don't be informed and I'm not saying don't read the news, but could, could we let go of some of that 
negativity that that at least for me makes me feel just so groggy weighty somehow responsible and there's no way that i am i'm not responsible for this and i'm only responsible for my own actions and for the immediate people who i can affect in a positive way but but reading the news and all these negative stories and the horrific conditions that doctors are under and the people that are dying and then just if you're like me seeing cynical memes like i said um that are maybe communicating a really true thing a really uh honest reality about the world that our government least of all is acknowledging um reading all that can have an effect on your system man on your mind on your heart on your will to live on your clarity and your connection to your body um it is just putting a giant jam in there a giant question a, a, a fear perhaps that is saying close down who you are um get protective and greedy and let things build up and get angry and 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 fight for what's yours and everybody else can fuck off you know there there is this sort of uh animalistic uh survival thing that i think is kicked in with a lot of people there's just tension there is undeniable tension in the air people are scared and they feel weird and they don't know how to be and they and they maybe don't even understand their own emotions right now or the things that they get fired up about anyway could all this have a really beautiful positive outcome that was necessary in a way for the world and for humanity and i believe that it can and yes that may come at the hand of some suffering i mean it already has clearly and um but i mean suffering that really touches us individually i feel that the self-care and not closing down and not not losing sight of who we actually are and what we can actually do is important continuing to do the things that that bring us life and joy and the remind us who we are whether that is a creative discipline though i know a lot of people are not there's a lot of people who just had a quote unquote regular job and uh that got yanked out from under them but connecting to things and and i i mean something a little deeper than just vegging out to netflix you know i mean something a little different than just empty distraction and there's a time and place for that there's a time and place for the gift of distraction there's a time and place for not thinking and just enjoying something for a minute but i do believe that that is different than contemplation that's different than active rest that is restoring your body that is restoring your mind and your your soul or spirit or the chakra system or the energy or the or the aura that uh, that surrounds you 
there is something to that. And I think we have a sort of lack of spirituality in this country. And I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about something that is deeper than that, that is not tied to a religion. I'm not talking about the Christian God. I'm talking about a sort of divine energy source that flows under everything that involves us. It involves animals. It involves nature. And that when we forget to behold that as we constantly do with so many distractions, um, that there is something huge missing that some other cultures have tapped into really well and that have spent thousands of years contemplating and looking at and thinking about. Could this time stuck at home be a chance to open up to that, open up to that possibility and be able to slow down, to put your phone or your computer away to be able to be with the people that are in your home. And maybe it's not a fucking blast. Maybe there is nothing deep or profound happening there. But just letting go of what you may wish the world was right now or your personal life was and saying, okay, yes, this is what it is. Maybe it fucking sucks. And it's okay to acknowledge that. But is there a way to say, it's this. Okay. And up to this point, I've been able to figure shit out. And I can continue to do that. And I can even do that by, by being present with the people and living life as it is happening. Instead of living in fear of what might happen. Instead of living in fear of what we cannot control. And just taking responsibility for what we can control, which is our own care. And I don't mean that in a self-centered, um, narcissistic way of it's all about me. I mean, I believe that we need to be healthy ourselves to be able to care well and be present for others. And man, if you've never taken up meditation, now's a great time to try it out. Maybe it sounds like bullshit to you. Maybe it sounds like a waste of time. Maybe it sounds boring or scary. I've known some people who were legitimately frightened of meditating because they could not handle going to those quiet places in their mind. And um, I'm not built that way, but I can understand that if you're so used to being distracted, 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 busy, 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 doing something all the time and never stopping for your thoughts. And I realize the depths of our thoughts and the depths of our trauma or emotion or the things that are held in our body that we don't even realize, there can be a lot there that's scary to, to go to. It's scary to enter into and to want to, it's not, it's not like it's fun to want to tap into those things, but they're there. I guarantee they're there. And that is a deep well with some really interesting discoveries in it. And could this be a time to just pay better attention, to notice the 
textures and nuances and colors and sounds and feels and images that are around us, not on a screen, that we weren't paying attention to before. And just literally acknowledging in a moment, even a mundane moment, like this is my life. And this is where I'm at. And these are the things that are going on around me. And okay. Okay. It is what it is. And all I can do is move on from this moment as well as I know how and engage with the world as well as I know how. But just going, I, I cannot change what I can't change. And um, even I think this is a time where we really need kindness and patience and interaction on any level we can get it. Uh, that's healthy, of course. So that we just remember what we are and who we are and who we can help and what our gifts are and how those play out to improve someone else's day or life. And yeah, tapping into the things that restore you and that refresh you and that can connect you to hope instead of cynicism and despair and fear and depression and um, resolving to this attitude that's just like, well, we're fucked. You know, this is all, this is dire. Our government has failed us. Um, some uh, religious folks are being very foolish and, and treating this like their God is going to save them from it and that they're exempt from uh, logic and science and having to follow the rules of every, that, that everyone else does. That's, that's no good. That's some ignorant, uh, destructive behavior. And it's hard to not be upset at that. Don't, don't get lost in the cynicism of that. Don't get lost in hating those people um, because they only know what they know. And yeah, they might be being really stupid and foolish and dangerous and their negligence is going to lead to more deaths or at least sicknesses. That's, that's a fact. That's happening now. But don't get lost in that. Don't let the despair of the truths of perhaps what is um, rip you out of your being because I just feel that everyone has something to contribute and to offer. And I don't mean in a change the world way. I don't mean have a huge impact way, but I honestly have that, that, that sort of silly cliched phrase change the world. I, I think that everyone has that possibility. You just do it in really little pockets, but with enough people doing good and being kind and opening up their heart during this weird season instead of closing it is what does ultimately shift the world and that it outdoes some of the blatant evil that is being done by others. So I would suggest 
doing everything you can to care well for yourself and waking up each morning, even as the world changes, even as your personal situation may change and saying, I still value myself enough to care well for this body and this mind that I have to exist in. And yeah, there's some scary, tumultuous shit going on in the world, and it is very hard to keep those bad thoughts at bay. But what you can do is take responsibility for yourself in that day and take some deep breaths, do a meditation, do some exercise if you can, or some yoga. Watch a YouTube video. There's tons of them for for exercise or for yoga. Um, connect your body. Don't get stuck in your head. Don't get stuck in overthinking. Remember that you have a body. You know, move it around. Be in it. Um, if you can, <laughs> sit and meditate and send your consciousness into your body and see what that does if you can. It's it's marvelous and bizarre. And, and, and uh, anyway, we can be so intellectual. We can value just thinking and knowledge and, and smarts and, and being witty and snappy and, uh, it, and completely forget that we have this physical being that we're carrying around all the time, that we're sort of insisting that it works for us. You know, come on, you got to fuel my brain here. Like work, work, don't break down, don't get sick care for that thing. And man, read a book. Um, See if you can, if you like reading, slow down, read a book. If you have time, choose that instead of a show, choose that instead of social media or Twitter or the news. Even if it's for a contained window of 20 or 30 minutes, I would suggest longer if you can. But if you like to paint, paint. If you like to play music, play some music. Find time in the day to do that. Play it and enjoy it and be like, ah, those notes in my ears. That's a good sensation. If you like to draw, you should draw. If you like tea and you have some, whip that shit up and sip it, baby. Or coffee or make a good meal even if you have nothing but like plain pasta left in your house. I mean, some some butter and salt can go a long way on those puppies. Do anything you can to, to stay connected to joy right now. Go for a walk, get outside. Yeah, social distance from people, but maybe fucking look them in the eye and smile and say hi and wave and ask them a question or, or give them a compliment and just be like, hey, Another, another human over here, you know, I don't need your attention, but just like, let's not forget what we are. Let's not forget that we're, you know, big conscious meat puppets having a, a very strange existence right now. And we need to stay connected because isolation makes us go crazy. Whatever comes to mind, if you can find the time, do that thing and keep doing it and change the rhythms of your day. For those of you who are in difficult positions, I'm sorry that you're there. For those of you who have lost your jobs and 
whose finances are hurting or already dire, I am sorry that you're there. Um, for those of you who are on the brink of divorce or feel like you're losing your mind or you know that you cannot take another day of being with your children or being with your roommates or just being stuck inside, I'm sorry that you're there. There is just an added layer of difficulty to life right now that is so hard to understand. And right now, I mean, we can't understand what the purpose of this is, sort of cosmically um, in the span of history, what's what this is. We don't know. And this is a, a paradigm shift because the world is not going to be the same place after this is done. So have some kindness and patience even for yourself and grace and acknowledgement um, in whatever healthy way you can be honest, whether that's with a spouse or, or whoever it is, whoever you're confiding in. Just if you're doing bad, be honest about how you're doing bad and not by sharing it in a Facebook post. Tell somebody on a video chat. Tell somebody if you're suicidal. Tell somebody if you are pulling your hair out. Tell somebody if, if you need help. If you do not have groceries or you do not have money, don't let there be a pride around not being able to ask for help. Don't get desperate. Open up. This is a time to open up because if we close down, that only ensures that things will be worse. And I, I even believe very much so now that uh, the stress and fear taxes our body, um, that it taxes our immune system and makes us, I mean, this is the worst catch-22 in the world. It makes us more susceptible to, to getting sick. But I believe that even your immune system and your sort of general will to live can be strengthened by some of these things, by caring well, by connecting to what you love, by breathing deeply, by remembering you have a body, just not sinking down into the despair that is actually taxing your body more and more um, instead of helping it. So don't get lost in this. I don't know what's going to happen either. And there are times that I am manic and neurotic and afraid. Please hang in there and please um, care well for yourself and those around you. Thank you for listening to this.